Oh, man. I got a smile on my face. This is one of my favorite topics here that we do on the show. A take for 99 cents. Ladies and gents, for 99 cents, we give you a very, very expensive take. A take in all of sports, okay, for a cheap price. You're welcome ahead of time. Now, with that being said, I'm going to lob this up to whoever wants to take this rock first and go home with it. Whoever wants it, the mic is yours. Kick us off. All right, I'm going to take it first. Let me give y'all my take for 99 cents, okay? Josh McDaniel should never be a head coach again. This man needs to be fired immediately, okay? It's embarrassing that he even became a head coach again because his record in Denver, what was 8-8, eight 3-9, and eight, three and nine, horrible. He got fired in the middle of the season. Right now, he's currently at 2-7, and seven, heading towards 3-9, and nine, heading towards getting fired, okay? This man took a Raiders team that made the playoffs last year, went through all kinds of adversity with John Gruden, et cetera, et cetera. They had all kinds of things off the court and they made the playoffs and came within a play or two for knocking off the Cincinnati Bengals. They added Devontae Adams, okay? They fired their coach, brought in Josh Allen, and he he just fumbled. It was a straight up tobacco. This is one of the, I think we can all agree, this is definitely the worst team in the NFL from the talent that they have. Okay? For the talent that they have, this is the worst team in the NFL. This is the worst head coaching job in the NFL right now. He is not a leader of men. He keep getting opportunities and it's embarrassing. And just to top it off, you lose a game to Jeff Saturday? Really? That's what you did? You went into a game where a dude was on ESPN doing nothing, never had no head coach experience, and you get smacked by that team. That tells a lot about Josh McDaniels. He do not believe, um, not deserve to be a head coach. He need to go back to being the coordinator for uh, uh, Bill Belichick or something like this here because he have no reason to lead men to victories. Okay? He got a total of 13 victories in three seasons. That's your head coach, Josh McDaniels. Good night. That's my take for 99 cents. I got a take for 99 cents. And my take is, is that player development and contending is a slippery slope. And the mm. reason why I say that, I want to start off in the NBA with the Warriors. Yours truly, who's 5-8 and eight right now, haven't won a road game at the time we recording this 0-7 on the road. Mm. Now, they're trying to do two things right now. They are trying to win as much championships for Steph Curry in his prime while still trying to get the young guys and the young bulls up to date. Now, when I look at these young guys and I look at the bench and I talked about it on Friday, they lost two veterans off that bench, Otto Porter and Gary Payton II. Okay, and they were placed them with 21 and below guys uh, that age, right? 21 and below. And they're expecting these guys to contribute and get up to speed very quickly so they can contend for as much championships as their window allows them to accomplish and win. Now, with that being said, when you look at the Warriors, a lot of guys is not understanding the motion, the offense, and how they utilize a lot of motion. Guys are always asked to cut to the basket and do every little nuance instead of just scoring the basketball. Okay, and sometimes when you come from college, there's a level of entitlement. Get me the ball. I want to make a play. I want to be hero. But instead, not cutting to the basket. Okay, there was a play where Curry was getting on Moses Mooney for blowing up, I believe, a transition attack for, you know, blowing it up. 
you don't have the patience to develop these young guys. And that's why it's always a slippery slope. When you look at the Packers, just like the Warriors, they, are, they use a lot of motion in um, Matt LaFour's system. It's not shotgun, throw it to your playmakers. There's a lot of pre-snap theatrics and motion and, and, and just um, formations. And sometimes it's a lot for these young bulls to digest. And yet you come out, you throw them under the bus, you know what I'm saying? They ain't catching the ball. Like, no, you're trying to contend. But guess what? You got to be patient as well and get these young guys up to speed. And that's why sometimes the player development gets shot because you don't trust them, right? Steve Kerr, I'm not going to play these guys large amounts of minutes because, you know, we're trying to win the game. So I think when you talk about everything from the Warriors perspective and what they want these young guys to do and what they want them to learn, it's not just a young guy thing. It's a veteran thing, too. Not everybody can play with Steph. Steph, yes, playing with him is a privilege, but you have to put in the work. Kelly Oubre didn't fit well with Steph. Okay, mm. he was a veteran, right? So, listen, look at this Packers team right now. Christian Watson last night goes off. Two touchdowns. Four receptions, I know, but two out of the four was big play touchdowns. Patience. The first week, week one, he drops a wide open bomb that changed the trajectory of that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so that's why I always say that contending and player development is a slippery slope. Look at the Buccaneers. They won a Super Bowl two years ago right they won with veterans okay tyler johnson made a big play on third down in that super bowl run against the saints i remember that play it was third and ten he caught a ball i don't know how he caught it guess what where is he at right now buried in the depth chart buried in the depth chart can't even get on the football field because of all the veterans that's ahead of him look at the rams they've been saying f the picks for the last decade they won a championship last year so if you're trying to use young bulls and try to win championships just know that it's a very slippery slope. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my take for 99 cents. Hey, listen, y'all. We just heard two amazing takes for 99 cents, and I hope the third one can match their intensity and level. So my take for 99 cents is Tibbs could possibly be fired. Tom Thibodeau could possibly be fired as the Knicks head coach by the end of this road trip. And the way it's going to happen is if we give up the 145, 150 points that we've been giving up to teams like OKC, giving up 22 points, uh, 22 point leads, excuse me, to Atlanta Hawks, um, being able to get washed out by the Brooklyn Nets who are struggling, but we only to score 85 points in the totality of the game. Uh, this is going to be a disastrous moment uh, for Tibbs, not the Knicks. I think it'll be a, a glorious day for the Knicks. But uh, when Tibbs gets fired, it's going to put in the, the factor that Johnny Bryant could be the head coach for the New York Knicks, which apparently everybody on the team loves. They love coach Johnny O'Brien. You got to let this man be the long-term coach. And if not, there's only two other coaches that I would accept as the head coach for the New York Knicks. One, Sam Cassell. He's coached John Wall in his prime. He coached Ben Simmons in his prime when he was playing, winning All-NBA first defenses, making the Philadelphia 76ers look good. He's coached um, with James Harden currently over there in Philly. You know, he was um, working with Paul George. He worked with all the, worked with all the superstars. That's a guy I would love to be on a, on a team to help develop these young guys on the Knicks. Another person, everyone loves him. No one knows why he was fired in the first place. Kenny Atkinson. Bring that man to the New York Knicks and develop this young core. He allowed, he he pushed guys to the limit in Brooklyn when he let D'Lo, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Jared Allen, then when he when he first got there, um, Karis LeVert when he was still a young bull. This this was that was a team that he had in Brooklyn Nets that pushed to a playoff and pushed teams to the limit. D'Lo's first All Star ever was with Kenny Atkinson, and he was able to get those guys and get those guys to beyond their limits, beyond their expectations, and play great basketball. He's a player's coach. 
Those are the only three guys I'd accept as the Knicks head coach. I love Leon Rose. He got abundance of draft picks. We have a lot of draft capital. Um, you know, it's, I can't blame him for the way this roster is constructed because he didn't want to give up Julius Randle for peanuts. It was a lose-lose situation re-signing Randle because if you let him go, you're not going to get what you want out of him. A guy who made an All-NBA um, team, a guy who made uh, the Comeback Player of the Year, not the Comeback Player, the Most Improved Player of the Year award. You wasn't going to get what you wanted out of a trade like that. And then you re-signed him for that contract. It was a lose-lose situation because he played his best basketball. But unfortunately, he was unable to secure that same level of um, effectiveness, impact, impactfulness on that team. So right now, Tibbs is looking at the, at the as his, as his uh, position, at his head coaching position, like this could be the last week of being a Knicks head coach because of how poorly they are playing. They're six and seven. I anticipated, anticipated them being six and seven, but not in the facet that they are in. They're losing games where they should have won. They're losing games where they're not competing. And that's a, all a factor in your players giving up hope on the head coach. It's time to let go of Tibbs. He could be possibly fired after this road trip because it is a daunting road trip to say the least. The only way he saves his job is if we go 4-1 and one in this road trip. But besides that, if we don't even do that, he's out of here. And Johnny O'Brien time, it's time to see a new young king uh, flourish for the Knicks. And we actually need a new face because we've been playing uh, catch-up for the rest. Of the we'll be playing catch-up for the damn near the whole existence of the Knicks since they won a last championship. Now it's time for the Knicks to flourish with the young guys, and I can't wait to see it. That is my take for 99 cents.